It's nearly the end of the year, and that means it's time to take a step back and reflect on 2020. Wait, no one really wants to do that. It's been a horrible year on many different levels. So instead of focus, focusing on the bad this year, Jason Perlow and I are going to focus on our favorite gadgets that have been released over the last 12 months on this episode of Jason Squared. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow. All right, Jason, where do we start? Uh, look... Let's get the big one out of the way. Smartphones. Yeah. Smartphones. Man, it's been a year of smartphones. It's been a year of 5G, 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 5G. 5G, 5G, 5G! <laughs> yeah, so we have a late entry into the the list or the competitors, I guess you should say, and that's Apple's iPhone 12 lineup. I've been using the iPhone 12 Pro. I think you have access to an iPhone 12 or a 12 Pro as well, and uh for, for my money, it, it definitely takes the cake. The camera is great. The, the display is superb. You know, just the camera upgrades alone on the 12 Pro, for me, really make it the winner uh, out of all of this. It, the HDR uh, recording and video, I, I, sh I shot some video. It's uh, a little alley here in town. It's called Neon Alley. And it's, it's this old... Uh, all these old neon signs throughout this alley that light up for old restaurants and businesses oh, that's that really cool. closed down in the area. And I shot some Dolby Vision HDR video there last night, and it was, I didn't have to do anything, and it looks incredible. Uh, you know, so for me personally, it's the iPhone 12 Pro. I think the Pro Max might edge it out camera-wise, but I think value-wise, you know, at $999 is a value, I guess. Uh, I think the winner for me is clear-cut iPhone 12 Pro. Look, Jason, I mean, they're all pretty much overpriced, period, yeah. okay? Yep. With the exception of a few value-driven phones, which have any number of trade-offs. Um, I'll agree with you that the iPhone 12, the regular iPhone 12, okay, is probably the best overall value this year for Apple. Although, yeah. clearly, the technical achievement on the Pro and the Pro Max is astounding, okay? Um they're so far ahead of whatever other manufacturer is doing, um, but but at the same time, I, I I agree with you. You know, uh, you know, you know. We've talked about Google this year. Pixels definitely on the rebound. You know, they had a bad 2019. I think, you know, given that it's an Anna's horribilis all around, I think I think Pixel Five um, is a really good phone. Now I don't know. I can give it the, the best Android phone. Um, I think Google's best value right now is the 4A 5G or, or the regular 4A. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, it's, it, it's been kind of a murky year. You know, Samsung's got had some very expensive phones. They're good Android phones. But look, nobody's, nobody's matching Apple in terms of the, the technology integration and, and everything that, and the innovation that they've done with their devices. It's just like it's like they're Apple is just like so far ahead of everybody. That they, they might as well be, you know, they're in the Star Trek universe and everybody else is in the 21st century. It's like it's 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 that much different, um, a comparison in terms of, of, of where they are. Yeah. Um, I think with tablets though, we have a much easier time this year determining who who wins, right? Yeah, and it's another one that was released, you know, right before we filmed this. I actually was able to spend some time with it before before it was released. It's the new. 2020 model iPad Air. And it's the first time they've completely redesigned the look of the iPad Air. And it looks more like an iPad Pro. They brought some of those Pro features down, but they kept the price down, you know, in between the base model iPad, which is $329, and the iPad Pro line, which starts at $799. Uh, and this one, the iPad Air, starts at $599. So it's right in the middle of that. 
I don't agree with the 64 gigabit or gigabytes of storage as the base model. So you'll pay yeah. a little bit more to up, update that. But look, it has USB-C. It has Apple Pencil second generation support. It works with the Magic Keyboard that has the trackpad. It does everything the Pro does, just not as prolific as the Pro, I guess you could say. Right. But there's, look, when you look at Android tablets, you have the Galaxy Tab S7, S7 Plus. I really like the Tab S7 because of battery life. The S7 Plus did a little bit more as far as a larger screen and, and just it was a better overall experience. Right. Samsung's DeX integration, which when you're docked in their keyboard cover accessory, basically converts it to an Android Windows-like interface where you could have windowed apps, but developer support isn't there for it. And really, Samsung, outside of Amazon, is the only one making any type of Android tablet. And Amazon's tablets are Fire OS based on Android, which... By the way, if you're looking for a really good deal to keep the kids entertained or, you know, just something that you you don't really care if, you know, it, it stops right. working in a year and a half, Amazon's Fire Tablet HD 8 is a great buy. I, actually, the HD 8 Plus, I think it starts at like $90. It's, it's a good tablet. Yeah. Look, Jason, the iPad Air is a really, really impressive device for the money. And I think it's the best tablet for virtually any consumer yeah. or business user that's looking for that higher end content consuming experience. Um, it matches the iPad Pro in just about every single category in terms yep. of processing power, display quality, with the notable exception of refresh rate, right? It doesn't have that ProMotion uh, technology, uh, which, but honestly, I think really only design professionals need that. And I, I don't think me, most people are gonna make use of that for the extra 200 to $400 it costs for an iPad Pro, right? For, for if we're talking the same size dimensions, right? Um, I, I really think as a company, um, Apple brought its A game this year and they're really starting to look like an unbeatable force if, if you compare wow. their product lineup to their competitors. And I, I think part of this is that, you know, Apple is a company got so much money, you know, I don't know, like $200 billion just in cash reserves and so much money devoted to research. They are one of the very few that has been able to make it through this pandemic without having to make any kind of compromises in the products that they're releasing. And we got, we really got to face it, their, their customers just wouldn't accept anything less from them um, as, as a company. Now, just about the only thing that they've allowed themselves, right, in, in, in terms of, of, of them not being able to, to fulfill their, 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 their capabilities, is, is their shipping and manufacturing delays. And they've spread their products over multiple launches and ordering windows, but I think overall, you know, they're handling it pretty well. Yeah. Um, if they consciously left features out of products because of this pandemic, they, I think they've done a very good job of concealing it. Um, you know, there were a few other things they could have done this year. They could have migrated the USB-C on iPhone. They didn't do that. They did that on the iPad Air, okay? As kind of, I guess it's a baby step. Um, and maybe, you know, we would have liked to have seen to get Touch ID back as an authentication mechanism on the iPhone. Um, but then, look, I think I think we're kind of nitpicking if, if we have to take them apart um, on those two things. Yeah, I agree completely with you about, uh, you know, them, Apple, really stepping into this pandemic that shut down their manufacturing facilities for quite a while and yeah. put everyone on, in the industry as a whole behind and, and Apple 
you know, they have the shipping delays and the product announcement delays, and they've been able to spread out their, their events. We're entering November this week, or this weekend, and we're almost, you know, or we're going to have a third Apple event in the last three months. You know, September, October, November, right. all will have an Apple event because they've been able to embrace what's going on hold these virtual events and announce products when they're ready instead of ahead of time yeah, for, look, forcing look, stuff. We know something's amiss. I mean, we know that they've missed certain products. We know that certain products have not launched, right? And, yeah. I mean, look, I, I've been screaming about Apple TV. We've been screaming right. about AirTags. You know, these other things that we, we can clearly see that, that you know, that the, the man the man in the back of, 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 the, of the curtain is, is pulling things and, and going crazy back there, just trying to keep things moving as smoothly as possible, right? And we know there's been hiccups. They, we know there have been bumps that they, they've hit. But they've handled them as best as they possibly can and have still released excellent products yep. you know, yeah, while yeah. they've had to cope with that. So i I, I got to hand it to them. They've, 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 they've handled themselves extremely well considering what's been going on. Well said about the guy pulling the strings behind the curtains. So let's get back to gadgets. What do you think about for home networking, home Wi-Fi solutions? So, you know, it, this, is, this is kind of a tough one this year, right? So for home yeah. networking, I'm going to probably say it's Google Nest Wi-Fi in terms of setup and also performance. Um, but the just-released Eero Pro 6 by Amazon is a Wi-Fi 6 mesh networking device that also has Zigbee radios in it for your, your home automation. So, but no one's actually tested one of those things yet, right? I mean, yeah. you can order one now, but there, no one's actually got, no one's actually reviewed one, right? So, no. I'm gonna have to give it to Nest, you know, for now. Uh, there is a Netgear uh, that's Wi-Fi six, the Orbi, uh, which is probably the fastest of any mesh setup that's currently out that's been tested by CNET, you know, our, our sister site. Uh, but it's also the most expensive solution at about seven hundred dollars a pair. So yeah, for now it's 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 Nest. Yeah, so for me, for the last, oh, year, I don't know, whenever Nest Wi-Fi launched, that's what I had been using. I had four different nodes in my house, access points in my house. Um, I think I've told the listeners before, I work in a detached garage from the house. It's about 80 feet away, and I have a pretty complicated networking setup to get Internet out here. So it's required four nodes to cover everything. Uh, and it's worked great. I agree with you. If If what I'm about to talk about hadn't launched, it probably would be my top pick as well. But for the last week, I've been testing, um, for part of that was under embargo, and now I think they, the embargo lifted yesterday. Linksys uh, released a Wi-Fi 6 mesh network update to their VELOP system, which is powered by Qualcomm's new networking processor that you right. know is supposed to do all these magical things. And in the last week, with three access points instead of four, it's, it's actually gone well past what Nest Wi-Fi could do. I recently upgraded to uh, Comcast's uh, gigabit connection, and I'm getting, on an iPhone 12, which is a Wi-Fi 6 device, uh, I'm getting around 900 megabytes down, which is just insane. On Wi-Fi? Maybe, yeah. maybe I need to start upgrading my access points, because so the best I can do is like 600, you know, yeah. with my, with, you know, so. That's yeah, Nest Wi-Fi capped out, I think, at 500, so I was lucky okay. to get two or 300 down in testing. Yeah, 802.11ac has basically hit the limitations of, of what it can handle. Yeah, but this this Velop system is $500 for a three-pack. Uh, it just launched, and it, it it's it's amazing. Like I, I I need to test more Wi-Fi six stuff. I want to test the Aero stuff. I you know I want to test other products like that. But so I think as a whole, 
Wi-Fi 6 finally hitting mainstream, you know, where there's actual devices that are coming down in price, uh, home network setups that are coming down in price, as well as devices that are getting in our hands, like the iPhone 12 that has Wi-Fi 6 built into it, where we're really going to start seeing it pay off, especially over the coming year. I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's fulfilling the promise of 5G. That. Yeah, but, 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 but meanwhile, like our Chrome, little Chromecastings and whatever are still 802.11, you know, 5G, right. Uh, right. 5 gigahertz. So we're not getting multi-channel, multi. So the stuff that could really take advantage of the, the streaming devices don't have those kind of radios in them yet. Yeah, so. that's okay, though. Uh, baby steps, baby steps. So, baby steps. yeah, let's talk about best smartwatch. It's a hot topic. It's a hot product. Apple sells a ton of them. Fitbit, not so much. Google, eh. you know, uh, where are you at on best smartwatch for 2020? Look, I mean, I, I'm pretty much religiously dedicated to my, my Series 6, okay? I, look, Apple's crushing it in like Again. every single damn category. Look, if, if this, we could have just done a whole show on, on how Apple's products are the best in the entire industry. It's instead of going, you know, cross, cross, cross <laughs> competitor in this in this show, but we have a couple where, you know, we have maybe one or two things that, that Apple is is not like the hundred percent best in the category, right? But for the most part, they pretty much crush the entire spectrum of product categories. The, the Watch Series Six is in the, is the best in category without a doubt, and if I had to choose a runner-up, it's the Watch SE, right? <laughs> Android was like a no-show. Well, this I'd, year with Watch OS, Samsung it, did some impressive stuff. They have the Galaxy Watch Active Two, which was yeah, really good. Yeah, but that's not an but that is not an Android device, is it? It's it's, it's aren't they? They're using Tizen for their for their operation. They are, but it, it gives Android users an option because it does work yes. with regular Android handsets. For me, it's Galaxy or yeah, Galaxy or I'm sorry, Gear Three, the Galaxy <laughs> Samsung Gear Three, which is a Tizen OS, not Android. It is, but it's it's a great watch. I reviewed it. it. It's an excellent watch. And, and, you know, like I said, it gives Android users the option. For Apple, I'm with you, Apple Watch Series 6. I, I uh, upgraded from the Series 5 to it, and it's just, it's a seamless experience. The blood oxygen stuff works real well. I love tracking my sleep. I've adopted a new charging habit, like I have talked about before, and it seems to work, you know, just as it should, and it works out for me on a daily basis. Uh, all right, here, let me, let me throw you another softball. Best wireless earbuds. Look again. Look, look, the AirPods Pro is a really, <laughs> really good product. Okay, it is. and I think that's that is the choice that I think just you know by default, just like as you would do with watch, that many iOS users are going to make. Yeah. Now, the engineering, everything on that product was was stellar. You know, they they didn't amazing job in terms of you know in terms of setup integration all that stuff but but that being said i was really impressed with what huawei did with their free buds pro this year i mean these things are are, are freaking amazing in terms of the, the technology that they packed into it as well as their noise canceling performance now you may have a problem finding them in north america <laughs> yeah However, so yeah. that that is an issue, and that I think is, is the biggest travesty this year, in terms of, you know, what 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 should have consumers been able to get access to? We should have had access to Huawei stuff. It would have it would have leveled the playing field in terms of competition and a lot of things. I think it would have driven the prices down of equipment across the board, especially on the Android side of things. 
um, may, have, may have applied a, some additional pressure to Apple to lower some of their prices a little bit. Um, but again, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's the, the whole industry is a cluster right now when it comes <laughs> to you know, international trade and, yeah, and, and, that's, and, and China and, that's their, and, their, and their brands. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what the hell to tell you. It, you know, yeah, let's it, put it again very nicely. That we don't have access to. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. So obviously I'm going to pick AirPods Pro for iPhone users, but for everyone else or people who don't want to wear AirPods, I think that Samsung's Galaxy Buds Plus are the best you can get for Android personally. I, long battery life, they sound yeah. good. They don't have active noise cancellation. That's okay with me. They still block out a lot of sound. I get a pretty good seal with them, so I don't have a lot of background noise and what, whatever else. Uh, and, and for me, they're, you know, they're pretty good and affordably priced. Uh, what do we have next on here, Jason? We have best smart speakers. Smart speakers. So we just did a show on me ditching Alexa, Amazon, and Google Home and all of those. So um, I can't really pick the HomePod because it wasn't released this year and the HomePod Mini's not quite out yet. So I'm going to go with your pick on this one, which is... The Echo 4th Generation. The Amazon Echo 4th Generation, the latest Alexa. So the Orb? Uh, the big the big orb. Not the little orb. Well, they're both orbs. Yeah. The, the, the big orb. Um, look, for $99, okay, its sound performance is outstanding, okay? It has innovative new machine learning technology with the with that AZ1 machine learning chip that is going to significantly improve query time and also for some really impressive new kinds of voice processing applications. Look, they don't exist yet, but we know the potential for that is there, right? Um, you also have built into it the Zigbee, uh, you know, for, for home automation communications and the sidewalk networking technology built into it so that in terms of practical types of innovation, Amazon is, is absolutely top of its game. Look, this is the one category where I think that Apple got beat this year uh, for the most part is, is for sure um, the, 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 the intelligent uh, speakers, okay? Um, Alexa, you know, as a technology, is always improving, even for the older products. You can't beat Amazon in terms of what they've done with machine learning and cloud. Okay, that is their, their core talent, right? Um, I think the HomePod Mini looks cute. You know, the sound is probably decent yeah. for what the smaller drivers, you know, in, in, than what the full-size Echo, you know, fourth generation has for the same price point, right? Because like, the, the HomePod's $99, the little one's $99. Um, the big one is three hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So I mean, it would, if you compare them price to performance, Amazon really kind of kills Apple, you know, in that space. Um, like I said, to, to get the, the equivalent dynamic range out of Apple um, and volume with a smart speaker, you have to buy, you have to spend three hundred dollars instead of ninety nine dollars. Um, and and look, Siri, Siri just she just ain't that bright. <laughs> Okay. Well, like we talked we, about, we, there's we, been we, some we, we improvements. Proved it. We, we proved it, Jason. <laughs> we did we prove it, it live on air. We proved it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, I, I've tested the new Nest audio speaker, um, or I've been testing it, and it sounds good. It's a good option if you're not in the Amazon Echo right. ecosystem. It, it's, you know, the next wave of products from, from Google as far as smart speakers go. Although I find Google Assistant very confusing to use. If I tell it yeah. to play, play music, something I do on my HomePod, the Nest audio speaker plays one song and then stops every time. 
I want to listen to music for four or five hours when I tell you know my speaker to play music. So there's little hiccups like that that I just are frustrating, incredibly frustrating for me because I have to keep telling that place play music and or you know keep speaking to it, and it's just uh, just not quite there yet for me personally um, compared to the HomePod. I cannot wait to get the HomePod Mini in. It launches in a few weeks, um, so unfortunately we can't include it as a best of this on this. Because we haven't tested it, and that's right. part of what this is all about. So, any—that's the end of our list. But I'm wondering, do you have one more product you want to throw out? One more product I would like to throw out. Look, I love the Chromecast. The, yeah. Chrome, the Chromecast with Google TV. Look for for what does that thing cost? Like fifty bucks or something like that. Fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it 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 totally game changes your streaming experience for the better. If you have a streaming box that's a couple years old. Uh, you know, uh, it's definitely worth the $50 for the upgrade for sure. In terms of, of it, look, the, the user interface is really fast. The it one is. thing I hate about a lot of these streaming boxes is that is how long it takes to jump between apps and switch between stuff. Um, the, 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 the Chromecast just blazes through, you know, in terms of speed, in terms of user interface. Um, there is still that issue with loading up each app every single time you have to jump through them. but. Look, for, for the most part, it's it's a very pleasurable experience. It is the best streaming box that is available for the money right now. Yeah, at the $50 Here. price point, it definitely is the best streaming box. I agree with you. And it has a remote, finally. It finally, remote. Google added yeah. a remote so I don't have to share my phone. Uh, for me, best streaming pick probably would be the Roku Ultra. It's They just okay. recently updated it again. It's faster, has Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos this time. So it you know it provides a better experience overall. And it's it's quick. It's very quick. Is and, it? Okay, good. Yeah. I, that was my concern about them. Before. But it's missing HBO Max, which I know is a huge sticking point for you. So Yeah, that, wait, it has no HBO That's right, it has no HBO Max. Roku has no HBO Max. That's they added still. Peacock a few weeks ago, but they are still yet to strike a deal with... Uh, HBO to get HBO Max on there, which is unfortunate because a lot of people are missing out on a lot of good content. But Chromecast doesn't have Apple TV either, which is which is also a pain in the ass. So <laughs> yes. it, it's yes. like it's like it's like it's one or the other. It's like it's like you know you can't have you can't have all your cake and eat it too unless you have an Apple TV basically. It's and guts. we don't we, we don't know where that is. Yet, yeah, right? <laughs> only Tim knows. Right, right. T Tim Apple. <laughs> right, Tim Apple. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to stop, Jason. Uh, I look forward to hearing or reading comments about what our viewers think the best products of 2020 are, and I'm really looking forward to 2021 and turning the corner on so many different levels. I'm Jason, <laughs> yeah. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlo. And this is Jason Squared. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.